Blog Talk Radio. There's something outside. What is that? Monster X Radio, and this is Gunnar Monson. With me today is Craig Yanni. We're going to do our first ever Pacific Northwest Bigfoot update, something we're going to do on a regular basis. This is Shane, or, uh, this is Craig's first time of of uh, recording with us. Uh, we put him on. He's usually behind the camera, but we're putting him behind the mic today. So uh, I'm excited about that. Craig, welcome. I'm, a, I'm excited to uh, sit down and talk Bigfoot with you today. Hey, thanks a lot, Gunner, and uh, I really appreciate being on Gunner uh, on your show here on uh, Monster X Radio, and just want to say hi to everybody, and looking forward to our chat. Yeah, Craig is our newest member of, of the Monster X team. Um, he's a professional videographer, and, and uh, one of the things we've been working on is is developing Monster X TV, and Craig's a big part, going to be a big part of that. So we want to get him out, and uh, he's the the founder and uh, leader of the Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group. Is that did I say that right? Yeah, that's uh that's our group, and uh, we we're fairly new on Facebook, and uh, we're trying to you know do some branding and marketing and go big. And uh, with uh, Monster X Radio TV, that's going to be. That's just going to blow up, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to getting out there with you and Thomas and uh, maybe even Jane, and we can get out here oh, in yeah. the Pacific Northwest and do some research. That's going to be great. Yeah, so it's it's uh, exciting. We're, we're uh, Like I said, we've been working on it for a while. We're ironing it out, so uh, getting schedules together, and I, I'm excited to have Tom – or have Thomas. I am excited to have Thomas on board, but also Craig. So <laughs> – <laughs> and, and Shane and Julie as well. We throw them in there. So oh, we're all hoping at some point to make it over to North Carolina to Julie's uh, property where she continues to have like crazy audio stuff going on. And uh, it's it's uh, insane. If if you haven't listened to the shows that Julie has been doing on on the ongoing events on her property, I would definitely encourage you to go check them out. A few things uh, going on over in the squatch season of summer in in Oregon and Washington. The uh, Cliff this last weekend, Cliff Berrickman, famous from Finding Bigfoot. If you don't know who Cliff is, go look him up on on uh, Facebook. He and his wife Melissa are opening up the North American Bigfoot Center, basically a Bigfoot museum, super cool out in Boring, Oregon. Um, I actually was out there with 
with uh, my significant other, Susan, this last week. We were delivering coffee out that way and uh, stopped by when the museum wasn't open. But I've been by there a few times, and now it's coming together. And on Friday, Cliff opened the doors and was there greeting and and showing people, you know, giving them a sneak peek of what's going to be this this cool – uh, tourist and Bigfooter mecca with, that's going to happen here in Oregon. And uh, so it's, I, I'm excited. Uh, I know that Cliff has put a lot of work into what, what he's putting together there. So uh, I kudos to Cliff and, and like I said, his wife, Melissa, on on uh, th- their endeavor. And, and awesome good luck to you guys with uh, future drawing people in. I know it's just going to be a magnet for people. I mean, it's in a great location um, right off of a really close to the Oregon Bigfoot Highway, and we're going to talk to to Craig here shortly about the Washington, what he's deemed the Washington Bigfoot Highway. But again, uh, congratulations thanks. to Cliff on, on getting those doors open, and we look forward to many uh, happy returns on the North American Bigfoot Center. If you haven't checked it out, Go check out Cliff's uh, Facebook group and his, as well as his uh, website. So coming up uh, next Saturday, August, not not next Saturday, the Saturday after that on the 17th, out in Troutdale, Oregon at Glen Auto Park will be the third annual Oregon Bigfoot Festival. J.C. Mercer has done a fantastic job of putting together an event out down here. Um, I've been there last two years, uh, first first year at, uh, as an MC to Cliff's uh, talks, and uh, last year as a vendor, actually. And uh, like I said, Saturday, August 17th, out in Troutdale. You can check it out. You can find them on, on Facebook, and they have a website, $5 suggested donation, um, tons of vendors, and tons of people out there. And I've had a blast because – I've run into lots of people that were talking, you know, about encounters and and just different ideas about Bigfoot. It just it's it's a blast, and the weather's great that time of year here in Oregon. So um, I'll be I'll be visiting there with uh, Susan and Jake. So come out and visit us at our our Sasquatch Coffee booth, and uh, we can talk about Bigfoot. And um, this year, the last two years, Cliff has been the, like the keynote speaker. And this year, Bobo is joining him, so it, it's going to be uh, bigger and better than ever. So if you haven't had a chance yeah. to, yeah, I mean, and Bo, it, it's funny as I, you know, pe- lover. Some people didn't like finding Bigfoot. Many people did, and and they, you know, it it was a TV show. These guys, you're going to get to really see the real Bobo and the real Cliff. Uh, at and when they when they're funny. doing their presentation, yeah, they're they are funny and they they interact off each other, awesome. But they also are long before finding Bigfoot was even you know uh, an inkling of an idea. These two guys were actually out doing Bigfoot research. Bobo, you know, in California, he was up here in, up in Washington State, and uh, the way they portrayed Bobo on the show is. You know that he and he is a fun-loving guy, but he's one of the things that they did not, I think, capture enough is how smart Bobo is. The guy is is yeah, I was really going to say that too, Gunner. Yeah, yeah, 
because so, yeah. when you talk to him about Go his ahead. encounter, it, it's uh, it's amazing how his encounter, uh, when he talks about that and how legit it is, and you can feel it from his emotions. I was just going to, you know, mention that. And uh, I, I met Cliff, too. He's 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 really great. And Cliff is one of those people that, like, always, you know, isn't like a TV star. He was. He was on, a you know, a really popular Bigfoot TV show. And, but he's such a down-to-earth guy and, and always has time to, for people. You know, he has, answers questions. I'm sure after a while mm-hmm. if, when you've been expo- had as much exposure as, as Bobo and Cliff have from their TV show is that they probably get the same questions over and over again. But they're always, you know, so gracious and and cool guys. They're just fun to hang out with. So if, like I said, if if you can make it Saturday, August 17th, the third annual Oregon Bigfoot Festival, um, we're going to be having JC come and talk to us about it uh, in here shortly. And uh, not today, but shortly on another show out at Glen Auto Park, Trout Oregon. Um, come and join us. Um, one more event that I wanted to mention here in Oregon, and that is uh, my friend Cindy Cadell's Bigfoot and Brew Tour in Bend, Oregon, September 28th and 29th. Again, you can come. If you miss Cliff in, in uh, Troutdale, you can catch him in, in Bend, Oregon, on September 28th and 29th. Shane is going to be doing a presentation. Tom Broadhead, who is actually uh, one of our exclusive members, but a super cool guy. He and I are going to do a town hall there. Um, Vince and Tyler from Pacific North Weird are going to be there. Our good friend Mark Marcel, Mr. Ape Canyon, and Creepy Bigfoot Encounters dude is going to be there. Um, Shelly Covington, Montana, is going to be there this year. And Mr. Ken, Lynn, I'm sorry, Ken Gearhart. I get talking so fast that I trip over my tongue. In Search of Monsters, star of In Search of Monsters is going to be there. So, again, September 28th and 29th, Bend, Oregon, an awesome Bigfooty area. Cindy does a great job. I, I again, I was there last year. Um, I look forward to being there this year. And um, it, it's a cool event because it's really different because you go from, like, you can try these different beers at different pubs and hear Bigfoot stuff. So, um it's it's just a fun event. Uh, I look forward to it every year, and I hope that it goes on after this year. So, with that being said, Craig, what's going up going on? That covers Oregon. What's going on on up in Washington? You and I were talking, and there's some cool things coming up in Washington. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Where should we start? Let me uh, start at. Uh, on Sasquatch Highway, I went out on my own research. Uh, I was going to go with a group of people, and then everybody knows how trying to get together. If you're a researcher, putting together your schedules for everybody to meet up at one specific time and day can be really, really brutal. All the researchers out there know that. And uh, so I set up this time to go, and uh, I was trying to pick it on a sunny day, but it happened to be just a slightly cloudy day, and I was going to go for three days up on the Mountain Loop Highway out to this new area where I've been going, where it's been a really great area. Um, I think it's a really squatchy area. There, um, I got some video footage I'm editing, and I'll show later on, but uh, I'll talk a little bit about my my uh, experience out there. 
And uh, so I uh, set the day and time. Nobody showed up. So I went out in my van. I took a, I have a 1983 Volkswagen camper van. It's my uh, squatching van. I got, um, I got my magnets on there advertising the group Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group. And uh, I brought my dog. Um, I have a Siberian mix hybrid dog, um, part wolf, part hybrid, uh, Siberian husky. And she went with me, and I brought some beer and my boombox, and we went out. And uh, <laughs> You're set. Yeah, you're set for squatting, man. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I wasn't really going to do that. I was just going to go out with some friends, and we were going to go and do some real squatching. So there's this kind of a more of a de-stressing type of situation for me because I work a lot of different jobs. So I'm under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. And I really dig my group, um, getting a lot of emails, getting a lot of interaction with people. Um, my YouTube page is almost at a thousand um, subscribers. And as soon as I hit that, I'll be able to get branding and marketing and, and some advertisement uh, going from YouTube too. They'll, the creators will get me on board over there. And I'm looking forward to that because that could really help the TV show idea between Monster X, me and you and everybody. And we can really get it going. And the live town hall meetings that are uh, going on the ones we did me and you the monster x one and everybody from there and so we're editing Which was that awesome and too. so yeah it, it, so i went out i got out there and uh set up and uh it was getting dark i built a fire started uh cooking some steaks for uh gonna you know cook some dinner and was drinking beer and listening to joe bonamassa and stevie ray vaughn and uh john <laughs> schofield and uh <laughs> having a couple of brews and had the the boom box on super loud because actually one time now that you mentioned finding Bigfoot, Bobo and Cliff had that actual experience on their show. So I kind of got the idea from them. And uh, so I set it up and was just having a good time cooking and it was getting dark. And sure enough, uh, the audio you could hear this large audio scream. Um, it was a vocalization, definitely squatchy sounding like the Ohio one. And it was really high pitched. It could have been coyotes. It could have been something else like, you know, maybe cougars or lynx or manx or any one of those type of cats. They make funny noises too when they're, there's, you know, it's in heat Some or really fighting and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, you know, so you, I don't, we, you don't, you don't, you don't know off offhand. I mean, we we're not saying that it was oh this was Bigfoot, but you had some some audio events going on it, which is cool. I mean, you you know, and we we always yeah. stress that that audio is the easiest thing to to capture as evidence, and uh, but also is the most uh, requires the most vetting. So yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool that any anytime we're out and something screams you know that's that's freaking cool i mean even if it's it even is, if it is just it'll leave a signature mark like when you use a spectral graph analysis on voice and they can determine through all the different sounds and audio recordings that uh, everybody captures like david ellis and some of the other people julie was mentioning that these people who do that for a job they have the computers and the graph charts and they can look at the octave levels and check them out. Um, they did that with uh, Ron Moorhead's audio vocalizations and they can analyze them and look at them and you can compare them. So this is a, a cougar scream or a big cat or a manx or a small cat or a coyote or a wolf. 
um, in the Pacific Northwest. Or something else. That whole range. Yeah, or something else, right. Yeah, right. that's cool. So, Gunnar, that, that's so true. When you when you talk about that, I'm not saying that it is a Sasquatch. I'm just saying we had some kind of interaction. Um, it was cool that my dog was alerted to it. Um, I actually have that on footage so I can look at it. Um, I've been trying to enhance the actual vocalization. And the problem with that is I was playing loud music, so it's virtually impossible. to. But I heard it, and I actually – my dog heard it. So when that happened, we, uh, we, I turned the, the camera on and it, you, you definitely can't really make it out, but you can see my dog's alerted. I'm alerted. And we're looking at it, trying to figure out what it was. And it was cool because it was way out in the middle of this area that you're way up. Um, you're up North. It's on the Seattle river side of, of being up North. Um, it's up in Sasquatch Valley. I, I got two areas. I got one called Sasquatch Highway, which is connected to this big loop that goes all the way up into Darrington. And it's behind Lake Stevens. And it's a whole range of the North Cascade Mountains. So you can kind of go in between the two areas up these rivers. And if you cut through the middle of the valley, everything kind of comes down into that valley. All the, all the rivers inter, intersect into this one giant area. And it's huge. It's a, a 500 million acre area of, of forest that is absolutely you could spend months and months and months out there and it would be cool if we were funded and and, and um mm -hmm. had a funding and you know we could go out there me oh, yeah. and you i could take you and shane and and me and 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 thomas and we can go up to his area so we can get together once we get the tv show going and we get the funding we can actually start getting out there and we can bring our cameras and our audio recording devices and we won't make a bunch of noise and we will go out as a team and get real quiet you know get what they call stealthy quiet ninja quiet and uh, when you mm -hmm. once you start getting ninja quiet and stealthy quiet you can turn on the audio um, recording machines and you can get into these hot spot areas where there is activity because something is screaming out there. There definitely is. And it happens a lot. People are getting them in Ohio. I got a recording on my page that I, I uploaded and people are listening to. Um, you can compare them to some of the Kentucky ones and some of the other ones that are going on. Thomas has got some stuff going up on Vancouver Island. That's getting loud. Um, Julie's got stuff going on. Shane's probably oh, got yeah. stuff going on. You know, so there's stuff. And once we get it going, we can really bring it to the people. And the people are just waiting to to get to the juicy stuff. So I'm, I can't wait to bring the juicy stuff to them, you know, as a cameraman. That's my, my job oh, yeah. as a professional. I want to get the money shot. This is the thing I want to talk about a little tiny bit. Um, I, my goal is to get into the money shot for everybody with my high-def camera. And I can bring this really cool portable tripod that I got. I can set the camera down. It's got image stabilization on it. It's one of the higher new advanced cameras that um, even with, if I'm holding it, I can stabilize the shake because the software can do that. And when you're in editing and post, then you can slow it down and can really get good detail. And um, we can bring that to the people and let everybody vet it and look at it. And I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like, you know, still the needle in the haystack and the chances are so, I mean, but, but again, it's about putting yourself in the right place at the right time. And, and I talk about the moving needle in the haystack, you know, that we've got this, this mysterious creature out there that, that is, is elusive, but does have curiosity about humans. That's been my experience is that. In, in our research mm -hmm. area, we've had uh, 
enough interaction with something that we don't can't we can't write off easily as any known animal that we you know that and and there's been other corroborating evidence there's we found footprints there's we recorded audio stuff there's been a number of of sightings by uh, in the area by other people historically but also we've had a couple of sightings um, at least actually three by members of our group at different times and like you were talking about you're you're out there and and you're re, you know you're you're kind of not – you're kind of – if a Bigfooter is in the woods, we're always Sasquatching. We're always squatching, looking for evidence. But but it's a, it's Absolutely. interesting is that, you know, you, like you said, you went up there. You're kind of you're kind of squatching, but you're also kind of just up there to, to chill and enjoy the the woods. And and then you have something of audio happen when you're not really – and it, and I've had that happen I don't know how many times when we're not really expecting it or we're not – you know, we had a kind of a protocol of when you get in the camp, you turn recorders on because we've had we've missed a lot of like events because we weren't we were just getting into camp. We're setting up and we're we're dinking around. We're we start cooking dinner and we forget to turn anything on. And, and then something we get this weird audio thing happen and we miss it. But yeah, it's that, I hear you. yeah. And so and and so it's. And. And it's funny because I used to be always be the one that was last in the camp. And every time I pulled in, I like, do we have an audio going? <laughs> and, you know, and I know how many times like, oh, we haven't got it going yet. And like, yeah, but it's, it, it's, there is a discipline to like going out and doing research. It's, it's, oh, for sure. Trying to capture, when you are going out yeah. with experts like you and Shane and, and Derek and, and, and uh, Thomas and, and even me, um, I, I am adamant about that, adamant about having my camera. That's why I got my camera, and I got three different batteries. One battery can go six hours nonstop, one to four, and I got one that will do three. So I bring all three of them fully charged and ready to go. But you're right. Sometimes you're just not expecting it to happen. Like when I was cooking and I didn't have my camera rolling, and I should have just had it turned on, and I should have just been recording my cooking episode, you know, and just get used to turning that thing on. Actually, I need to get two cameras. You just have one going the whole time and then just swap the cameras out and the SD cards out. So you're rolling 24 seven, you know, and that's pr practically what a good researcher would be doing in a hotspot area. You know, like, um, like if, when we go out, I think I'm just going to start doing that. I'll bring, you know, multiple cameras and get, two more cameras so i have five different cameras and i can record up to 12 14 hours non-stop and then throw the batteries on chargers as we're we're draining them and you're rolling the whole time because you never know you really never know um it's just going to happen when you least expect it i think that's what derek said at kelso at one of the festivals down there him and uh shane when they were up up on the on the podium and he was um and i've heard that from other people too you know like what you just said, you just, when you come into camp, just be expecting to have your recorders on and your cameras rolling because that's when it's going to happen when you least expect it. And that is something because I don't know how many stories there have been of people going out and into, and they're actually going out to do Bigfoot research and, and they get out and they close their, their car door and they get knocks or they get a, a whoop or they get some kind of, because if you go into an area, I and I've I, 
you know, I, I believe that the, most of the audio stuff that, that we, we as humans pick up on or we hear isn't directed at us. I think it's communication between, between Bigfoot. And I, because I, we're, we're coming from the perspective, we already know they're real. And I caught some mm-hmm. flack when I posted that in the group a while back. It's like, oh, how do you know? You're, because I know enough people because Thomas, Shane have had the confirmation experience. And I, I believe I, I already know that Shane is telling me the truth. I know that Thomas is telling me the truth. So it, it, just because I haven't had that experience myself, I also haven't seen, you know, a bear in the woods myself. So, or a mm-hmm. cougar for that matter. So I, I have to go, yeah. you know, yeah. And the thing is, is well, and, and I believe you. And so I know that they exist. And besides the fact that we have them in captivity and Bigfoot's a little different because we don't have, uh, we're still have not confirmed the, the species to the general public. Right. But we're, we're yeah, coming from, that's going to happen coming, though. Yeah. That will. Yeah. It is. It is an eventuality unless, unless they die out before we ever do that. Um, it's they still exist. There, people are still reporting encounters. Um, we're still having well, it's happening all audio. The time. Yeah, yeah, we're having audio stuff happen that that doesn't fit any known species. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff in in Julie's area is is ongoing, and the cool thing about that is that the audio that that she's capturing her audio recording project is is yielding results that match other unknown audio from different areas of the country and i mm-hmm. again i have to you know i i gotta i gotta give kudos to my buddy um david ellis who who spends in an or like gives gives so much time in in research and and is has become and i i like there's not people that are I'm not a Bigfoot expert. I'm somebody who has spent some time in the field and had some what I believe to be Bigfoot experiences. But there, um, if we were experts on Bigfoot, we wouldn't be talking about whether or not, you know, hey, can we prove they exist? We'd be talking about other things about their characteristics and stuff. But um, yeah. there's just all, – all it really is is we have um, – like Dr. Meldrum is, is – is not a Bigfoot expert, but he is a Bigfoot. He is an expert in in foot morphology and anthropology, and he has, you know, he has his area of expertise. You have di- people that have different. Have spent a lot of time in the field in different areas, um, but again, are they Bigfoot experts? They they're just more experienced, or they're less experienced than somebody that's just coming into to the subject. So, no Bigfoot yeah. experts. And- but go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, I was just going to um, say uh, one of my experiences up in uh, Glacier uh, last year, I was shooting a TV pilot for uh, uh, a show that we were going to try on on TV, and it was a three-day shoot up there in Glacier, and uh, we went out and set up cameras, and the crew was actually kind of poking fun a little bit about my group. My I had talked to them about the Bigfoot group, and a couple of non-believers were poking fun about it and they're saying, uh, where's the body and doing the, you know, the constant, you know, ribbing <laughs> questions and where's your evidence and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you know what, since we're out here in Glacier and it's 11 o'clock at night, 
and I have my dog with me. I'm going to go over to the corner and I'm going to yell and then I'll come back and something will, you know, something will respond to it. And I didn't know that. I was just saying that just because I, they have been poking fun at me. <laughs> so I went over to the corner, I screamed and I came back and the crew was kind of laughing and saying, see, nothing happened, you know, and we're continuing to set up the gear and the cameras and getting everything ready to go. And the director's there and he finally comes out and gets the scene set and ready to go. And I'm getting the camera set up and nothing's turned on. The audio guy was just getting ready and we were, we're kind of like in waiting mode. So nothing was on and ready to go. And then all of a sudden, of course, and it had been about 10 minutes. We got screamed at. And I'm telling you, the people who were the non-believers were the first scared ones who responded. Oh my God, what the hell was that? You know, this guy was, he was actually getting scared. You could tell he was, you could tell <laughs> that the scream was so loud and so big. Like you can tell the difference between a 50 pound dog scream and an 80-pound dog scream, and then a wolf scream compared to a gorilla or an elephant, and the variances of the different octave levels and the resonance of each bellowing type of scream. Some are high-pitched, some are deep bellowing whale-like sounds, like a, a, a giant rumble whale or a, a elephant low rumble. This was like in between that and not a high-pitched one, but a very long-pitched one. And I'm telling you, it definitely wasn't a human. You could tell, and it wasn't a cougar or a wolf, but it, it had a distinctive, and it's hard to tell until you've heard a, a Sasquatch male rogue or somebody big with a really rumbling, long scream. Well, we're and talking about lung places. capacity. I mean, yeah. one of the things that, was, yeah, I mean, you're referring to is that that's, that's been an element, one of the aspects of, of when people hear something scream and they don't, they don't necessarily see a Bigfoot do it, but, but mm -hmm. the volume of, of these audio things are so loud and outside the capacity of a, of a human. I mean, you're, and and you think about yeah. it, you got something that eight, nine, ten feet tall. That what what mm -hmm. would their lung capacity be? What you know they they're communicating, they're screaming out there. They they can do things that that are out like you say outside the human range, and um, yeah, it it just absolutely it, it blows people and, away when you experience that. Yeah, and the non-believers were they were like, okay, let's go and. So the director, <laughs> they were they get the hell out of there. Yeah, and it scared the director. So it's 11:30 at night, and if you've been to Glacier, Washington, um, this is a skiing area, the highlighted area for in the winter time for skiers. They go up there because Mount Baker is really close by, and you can ski there. But in the summertime, the fishing and the boating and the rivers are just absolutely gorgeous. It's one of the best places to go. So I'm going back there this year, but at, at that point in time when the when the director and the people were getting scared, the crew members and, and the first AC guy, and the AC stands for assistant camera, and he came back and he got closer to over towards where I was. And he's like, see, you did this. And I go, I, I go no, 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 I didn't do anything. I'm just here to tell you that's what happens when something happens and you guys don't realize that it is and we don't know what it is. But it definitely was close and it was up in the mountain in the hilly area of this area where we were at. 
and we were on a road. It's a an area. It's it's off the DOT Department of Transportation turnaround area for the snowplows. So this is a giant parking lot that's used when the snowplows can turn around because this one road they have to plow it all the time because the snow over there gets probably eight feet deep, maybe ten feet deep when they get really heavy snow and it's fairly up high and this river fills up really well in the summertime. So I think the best thing to do is I got on the Google map and looked at the area where it happened at. And I, and as a researcher, this is the type of stuff researchers, researchers will do is you go to Google, Google math and you get it into this mode where you can look at the terrain and you can see the different elevations in the scanning areas of the, and I found this area down by the river where it could have been, um, it, but it was up on this hilly area where it was yelling. So it was coming down out of that area and it was probably going to go down into this area. And we were, Oh, that the other thing was that this was in the middle of October. So it was just starting to get super snowy. And actually the very next few days that we were shooting, this is on the 17th, 18th and 19th of October last year. And that was when we were going to get snow. So the very next day it started actually snowing. So whatever it was coming out of the mountain came down was coming down into that area probably at nighttime and it screamed at us because it probably heard us setting up over in this area that's what i'm thinking you know um so to go back into this area would be great because the river there has this big sandy bar area and i like to go down into the areas where there's a sandy bar or an area next to a, a lake or a river where there could be an open area where you get into these open areas and you can get some visualizations and you can get a kind of a perspective of what it is as being a cameraman. Uh, one of the favorite things that I like to do is when I go out and shoot, I'll shoot lakes and rivers, but I want to get to the area where I can scan an area, you know, and that's what a Bigfoot would do is they would get to an area where they can see a lot of different areas and then go into a dense area if they were hunting or if they're trying to hide. Um, but they're definitely curious about us. I'm sure. Well, one of the, and that's one of the cool perspectives I think that you bring to Monster X and to the field of Bigfoot research is that your cameraman, your experience as, as a cameraman and doing video is how you think in terms of visualization. And when you look at mm -hmm. an area and, you know, line of sight and I mean, you, you don't walk into the woods and start filming where, there's a bunch of trees that block everything that you can't see. You would go out into an area that had more open area that where there was a possibility that, that uh, you might catch something walking in, in the open versus trying to get uh, yeah, some peekaboo thing the, that happens behind a tree. Yeah. Or tracking like a, a river for footprints, because I think, like uh, that's what Bob Gimlin did and Paul Freeman and a couple other people who are Jeff Meldrum and some other guys he uh, would, you know, these guys would do is they, they would find an area where you're, you're picking up um, footprints and uh, uh, you know, or a hotspot area that's had reports. Um, a lot of people will go to areas where there's been reports. I know all the people who've had interaction or class A sightings and stuff have always gone to areas where there were, like um, Bob Gimlin told me that when I interviewed him one time, he was saying, yeah, we were following reports in that area. That's why we were down there. Roger Patterson had actually contacted me and asked me to come down and, and bring horses. And cause he was, a, he's a horse expert. Bob Gimlin yeah. is a, 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 a true cowboy. I mean, he would bust horses 
Like if you go to his mm-hmm. ranch and stuff, a lot of people don't know this, but he's an actually a real cowboy, you know? Um, so oh, they, yeah. were, they were following footprints that were uh, sent up to them and, they actually got him sent out to Bob Gimlin and he, he had to come down and meet Roger and Roger had the camera and they had to use these horses and they rented the camera and they actually were late about getting the camera back. Um, and the horses were overdue. That's what Bob said. <laughs> so then, um, but yeah, no. So that's the thing about um, for me, um, I, I like putting together um, ideas ahead of time and, and being really thought, you know, thoughtful planning about my uh, research and going out. Like if we go out, me, you, and and Thomas, when we go up to Vancouver, hopefully we'll get up there and get some funding and go up there and and do the, uh, you know, do the big report up there. And also down here too, I think that's the other thing. Um, If we do these uh, town hall meetings and stuff, we can get the reports from other people who, uh, like I had a bunch of people come in from um, when I did the um, Monroe Fairgrounds, our first uh, live Sasquatch town hall meeting. I had people come in and show me their cast and, and bring in their reports and stories. And this is where I met Roland Shaw, who was a guy who was going up to Glacier, going back up there to a report um, where I had my audio vocalization. So I'm putting A and B together. He, uh, one of his friends had a, a another report up in the area where I had my um, audio vocalization. And we didn't know this, um, I reported my report first and then Roland contacted me because his friend had a report after that. So we're, there's something going on up in that area. Um, so I definitely want to get back up there. And I think that's the key factor for all the researchers and for you and for me and Shane and everybody is we got to be ready to go as a team when it happens, you know, <laughs> get the camera. Yeah, no, ready, I mean, that's, that's true. The, um, yeah. I mean, you ready to go, man. That's, one of the things I think is cool is that I and what I one of the uh, elements that you bring to Monster X is you're you're a video guy, and and I I think it'd be cool. Of course, I I haven't had a sighting yet, so I think that I've been around them. I've ha- I think I've had enough weird stuff, you know, rocks a rock tossed, uh, some weird being trailed out of the woods. I mean, uh, some some weird stuff happened that I. I think probably was had to do with Bigfoot, but I can't say a hundred percent, but to to get that, you know, I call it the, the glamor shot, you know, the Bigfoot, uh, the, the money shot, you, the money you call shot. It the glamor I, mean, shot. They, I got yeah. the money shot. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, big, That's great. Big, you know, mo- most Bigfoot encounters are so fleeting, you know, when people they're not, and most of them happen when people aren't Bigfooting, they're out there, uh, driving their car or they're walking through the woods and something walks across in front of them. And all of a sudden they like go from this, uh, some, some idea of a myth that they had heard about one time, you know, or maybe saw a TV show about it, but all of a sudden it walks out from through this doorway of into reality. And it, it, it's such gotta be such a paradigm shift, especially for someone who is not a Bigfooter that just has these, has a, confirmation experience that sees one and like, man, I can't deny it anymore. What I saw is what I saw. And, and, uh, I, you know, I know that there's, there's, there's incidents where I think probably someone sees something and, and says, Hey, it's a Bigfoot and maybe it was a bear or something, or even an elk or something. They were just so excited and were 
that they misinterpret what they saw. But I, I bet there's also occasions where someone sees a Bigfoot and writes it off as a bear or, or a known animal because our, our brains first, when we see something we can't identify, flip through the file folder in our head of like, okay, what is that? I even had that experience <laughs> with, with, a, with a person where, where yeah, Susan and Jake and I were h- hiking out in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden this guy comes running and like, and is like out and like my, I remember looking at him and lo- and like, what the hell is that? Because I wasn't expecting <laughs> it to be a person, and it like, wait, that's a guy running, and it's like, uh, it was such a weird. And then I realized, you know, okay, that's what it is. But I think people sometimes attribute what they see to what they know. And so I, 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 I would bet there are times where people have seen a Bigfoot and and can't fit that in their, their paradigm and look at it and like, oh that that had to be a that had to be this. And because Oh you know, no, it's it, so bears true. Walk, you are right. Yeah. That happens probably yeah, bears a lot walk more a lake than not. Yeah. yeah. But I also think, I think that you're right. I, and I know that there's people that misidentify bear as a Bigfoot or whatever, but if you you know, mm-hmm. if you have any, if you've ever seen a bear walk on two legs, it's nothing like what people describe a Bigfoot walking as. And if you saw it for any period of time, there'd be no like, oh, that's a big, that bear walking is a Bigfoot. You know, that's, it just, they're. Yeah, because a bear kind of like square walks, they call it. He walks kind of square. Yeah, waddles. Their hips don't. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they waddle. waddle. Definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think you know so that's I'm, funny that uh Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Finish your finish your thought. Okay. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah, I just uh was just uh going to wrap up that little bit of the glacier and uh talk a little bit about uh going back up there and then um trying to, you know, get out a little bit more before the end of summer here. Um definitely need to uh get to a, back to the Suiattle River maybe up to uh, um, go back down to the Sasquatch Highway a couple times. Um, and then I know me, you, and uh, Thomas were trying to get together to do something in Shane maybe um, before the end of the year. Um, Ron Moorhead told me that there's going to be a thing going on over at the Point Casino, so I'm going to plug that a little bit. Uh, he's got a, a big thing going on over there they're going to do. And uh, what else? Uh Oh, um, yeah, I think there's going to be another town hall meeting we're trying to put together from the Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group. I haven't picked a a city yet, but I'm definitely going to have one more. I was thinking probably like over uh, maybe towards um, Woodenville or maybe up in Everett. Um, uh, I got to talk to Ron about it because I'm trying to get him to come. Um, He likes to come over if they're not too far away for him. Um, he'll come out and, you know, do his presentation, and then I'll have a lifetime hall meeting with him there. And it's pretty successful. Um, we had 100 people in Monroe, and then we we did the one up at the Discovery Park. Um, that was really a lot of fun. But I think we just had so many presenters that we didn't really get the chance to do the lifetime hall meeting part. So we're going to try and keep it to one presenter and then go live, you know, and I want to, oh, I have another new idea. This is going to be great. I'm going to try and do one live on Facebook. So we'll have the, the actual internet so up and running hall? with the camera. 
Yeah. Cool. I, I, yeah. I want to do a town hall live on the internet for about 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes just to show people what we're doing. And it's kind of a great branding and marketing catch idea. And I'm going to talk to Amy Halleck of Kelso and Longview and we're going to do it down there. I'm going to try and get it a uh, little spot open and set it up for that and maybe have a pump tent right there. So we'll have the camera and a couple of people can be there talking and we can do it there, but also have it live in the event too. So we'll have the table set up, you know, where people can come around and uh, talk and maybe present. Very cool. So, I mean, that's, something to look forward to. If you haven't checked out um, Craig's group yet, it's Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group. He's got a Facebook group, so check it out. Um, and like I said, he's he's already done one um, town hall up there in Monroe, Washington with Mr. Ron Moorhead. Um, Ron, if you haven't, Sierra Sounds recorded the weird stuff in the 70s in the, in the Sierras in, in California. And uh, mm -hmm. just awesome guy, I, uh, author, you know, speaker. Um, if you haven't had a chance to to hear Ron with his silky smooth voice, you, you gotta uh, join. If you can't make it there, and it sounds like you have the opportunity to watch uh, one of Craig's town halls um, online, which is cool. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and uh, also we're gonna be throwing up some videos here pretty soon of the Discovery Park uh, event that we did. We had one up there with Monster X Radio. Um, they put it on, and uh, I was I was part of that. And I want to thank Gunnar and Shane and Julie and Thomas, all you guys for doing that. That was uh, a really great experience. Uh, you, we're learning. We're a group that's learning from our uh, live town hall meetings. So it's a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we can do some down in Oregon. That would be fun too. Uh, maybe we can do that towards the end of the year when it starts getting into the fall. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I got some, some ideas for that too. I did, I did want to mention that, that uh, if you waited to, to join the Olympic projects public expedition in September, you waited too long because the, the event is already filled up. Um, Derek posted it on Facebook a couple of weeks ago that, that uh, every once in a while the Olympic Project um, hosts a expedition event in uh, up there in the OP area. And uh, I was checking it out earlier today, and it said, whoop, sold out. So um I'd, I'd watch in case somebody cancels up the last minute if there's something you're interested in. But uh, I know that uh, this Tom, Tom uh, not Tom, Ron Moorhead is going to be the, the speaker at the, the public expedition. So if you uh, are interested in getting out and learning a bit more about Bigfoot, um, check out the, the OP's page and see if, you know, anything opens up uh, last minute. But, Coming up in September, uh, the Olympic Project is hosting a public exposition. So if you, you um, aren't following the Olympic Project, you might want to do that just in case in the future uh, when, like I said, when these events get announced, they, they fill up pretty quickly. So um, just, just a heads up. So 
I'm uh, I, I'm not sure if I'll make that one. It's in September, and I got a lot of I've got a, my calendar's filling up. I know that Shane will be there, and Derek Randall's and David Ellis, our good friend David Ellis. Um, but like I said, and and Ron Moorhead's going to be doing a presentation there. So if you can make it, and a spot opens up, I'd encourage you to go. It's a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could go to that too. Um... I just couldn't make it this time, but uh, always something in the future, hopefully. So um, what else have you got going on up in, in Washington? Anything else that you wanted to, to chat about or? Well, let's see here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what I want to try and do is uh, put together um, a team of people who are willing to, interview for a a film idea that I've got that I'm trying to put together. It's about researchers. So I'm going to go out with each individual researcher and bring my camera and then videotape our experience going out. So I'll try and hook up with you and Shane and Derek and people if uh, they allow me to come along and uh, we'll go out and do a little bit of uh, Sasquatch research and uh, just, you know, show them how they go about doing it and then put it together with a little bit of narration and uh, uh, use it as a documentary in one of the film festivals in Seattle. I'm trying to shoot for the Seattle International Film Festival and a couple other ones and see if I can get the the film in there to raise some funding for the Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group so we can, you know, go really big. I'm trying to turn my group into actually a center where we're going to take the audio and the video uh, data that I collect and just archive it and use it as something that will grow and possibly maybe open up a museum up north here. That's my goal is to get an audio. Well, that'd be video. Awesome. Yeah, I think Monster X could jump in on that too. I think if we team up together, we can, because uh, it's definitely a, a project that needs that needs a lot of helping hands to make it really legit, you know, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. for that. I get a group of a really solid group of people who will all have skills in each department, you know, and if we do it where we can open it up, where we can have people come in and show their videos or their talk about their experiences, we could have live town hall meetings there all the time, you know, it'd be just a big center. Um, so um, we can have an area for viewing films and maybe a snack bar area um, where they could get food and coffee and um, of course come and they'll coffee. pick up yeah definitely we'll have the Sasquatch <laughs> coffee and sandwiches <laughs> and uh, you know I think it would work because this is the type of research and, and uh, opportunities for people who want to you know really find Bigfoot because um, it's great to just keep looking at video and and listening to audio, but we're all as a group, as a big giant uh, group of people, we're all out for one thing, and that's just to really get to the bottom of the the Sasquatch people to get them, you know, uh, to to find out what the crypto hominid really is. It's um, you know, it's it's that time now. I think with the video and the audio direction we're all going, we're going to get there because we have the opportunities. We have the people who are are really good at what they do, um, you know, and there's enough, there's enough of us now 
where we can really, you know, bring it down into areas like this recording that I got from Australia. Um, a guy sent me an email and I've been posting up on the Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group. Like if you go to the actual group and scroll down to the part where I talk about it, if you click on it with your, um, with your mouse, you actually click on it, it'll link up to his um, report and there's video and pictures and stuff in that report. So that's the cool thing about Facebook. Um, and some people know this and some don't, but if you're on the Facebook page and you go to the actual article that I'm talking about and just click on it, it brings up a link to the report that they, they had done. There are a group of people over there that are doing their own group. And it would be awesome for me as in my group, if I had the funding where I could go out to some of these people and reach out to them and just go down there, it would be a great show. Like for, for our show, like if we did a monster TV, me and you went out together as a team when we could go down there. Let's go to Australia, baby. Yeah. Go chase the Yowie. Oh yeah. (laughs) We would. We're we're working on it. It would be cool. Yeah, I mean, and yep. that's something else we can do as a group, me and you. We can go up to meet Thomas up in Canada if we had funding to do that kind of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. And it would bring us that much closer closer, and closure to what we're trying to do. We're trying to get to the bottom of this research and to bring people the evidence and the interaction that we're having, you know, and these stories and bring them out to people. Because right now it's it's a great story that we're telling the story, but also I would like to bring you the story in, in video and TV and then bring, bring that live action. And then that's what everybody's looking for. They really are. Looking oh yeah. For I think, I mean, yeah, it's one thing to talk about Bigfoot, but it's another thing to see about Bigfoot. I mean, that's what's, what's yeah. one of the cool things about finding Bigfoot is that, you know, they, they took people out into the field and, and like I said, it, whatever, for whatever, flaws people want to pick apart on on finding bigfoot i thought it was a cool show because friends of ours that were actual bigfoot researchers were out going from location to location looking for bigfoot and bigfoot evidence and Mm -hmm. um, you know i I always refer to finding bigfoot at this generation's in search of back in the day when i was and this will age me a little bit but it you know finding bigfoot didn't exist. There wasn't any Bigfoot TV show. It was the, the, the shows we had were like in search of and uh, what, and Leonard yeah. Nimoy, you know, getting on there Leonard talking Nimoy. about, that's right. And um, so uh, finding Bigfoot was an awesome in, in, if nothing else was accomplished from finding Bigfoot, it raised awareness of the subject to, to the general public. And and yeah, I'm sure that it, it in raised, some cases, yeah, go ahead. It, it raised the bar, Gunner, and that's the thing mm-hmm. is now that the show is over, guess what? We can do our show, and we can bring them that whole new video film idea, you know, and that's what I'm all about and willing to do. I mean, as soon as the funding kicks in, it's going to go bonkers. I mean, I'm going to be doing this 24-7 as a job, and I want to do it. I want to go out. And I want to take you, and we, and I want to go out and meet those other researchers and go out there until we find the Bigfoot. And if we have to go to Kentucky or if we have to go to Texas or Ohio or Australia or to Canada. North Carolina. I'm ready to go. 
Yeah, North Carolina yeah. to see yeah. Julie. Yeah, I would love to. That's right. I'm absolutely, yeah, and go meet one of Thomas's friend in Oklahoma. I can't remember his name, but there's a guy down there who's doing research. Luke. We gave him a FLIR camera, Luke. and he's supposed to be out yep. there on, Lucas, on the tribal land. Lucas going, in, in Nebraska. Lucas, Lucas White yeah. in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Yep. And then we'll go yep. up to Canada and, and see Thomas up in up on Vancouver Island, on Sasquatch Island, and go out there. And then I'll take you guys up into Sasquatch Valley and up into the highway, and we'll go all over and bring the, the video and the film to all these other people who are watching you know, and yeah, no, I mean, that's here. a cool, I want to, it's a show I want to watch. I mean, I want to, I want to see, you know, people, one of, I, you know, one of the criticisms of Finding Bigfoot was that they never stayed in one area. The, and that was the format of the show. They went from, you know, this, this week we're in Ohio, next week we're in California and the following. And yeah. obviously it wasn't necessarily filmed in the same order as that they showed the, the shows on TV, but, but that they weren't in an area long enough to, but, but they did have some weird stuff happen. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it being able to, and that's one of the cool things about what, um, you know, if you're doing your own shows and you're, you're, you're picking how you're going to edit it and produce it, you, you can actually stay if something happens in an area and and well, that's what extend we'll do. the the research. We'll do something yeah, a little so. bit different because of post production oh, yeah. and and stuff like that for editing purposes. Right. That's that that's how they did it because that's what the entertainment sure. was. They had to use, yeah. And so what we can do with our show is we can, and that's the cool thing about watching that show. We can learn from their show and do it a, mm-hmm. and put a little twist on our own and bring them more bring the people what they really want to see. They, they want to see the Sasquatch screaming or hearing them scream. And we, they want that actual shot of that happening. And that's what we'll do with our, our show. I want to, I want to show the actual howling and screaming. So what we'll do is we'll be geared up 24 seven, ready to go. Whenever we're out, we're going to do what you said, Gunner is the audio recording is the video recording. And we'll be, yeah, it is. In that way, right? We won't. Miss and then, the shot. and then there's the and the actually process of you know of evidence. So where we will be able to compare the audios that are captured to known animals, and and is this you know we'll we'll mm-hmm. uh, be able to bring in our 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 friends and and look at um, audio and com- and compare it to what what is known existing animals so that's what that's the direction we're headed and we're excited about it so like you said you know it 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 is always a challenge of uh 99.9 of all bigfoot researchers is done on people's own dime and that that is a limiting always a limiting factor because i haven't ran into a lot of billionaires in in bigfoot research <laughs> but it's unfortunate we're not billionaires or even millionaires. I'm actually living <laughs> not, paycheck not, to paycheck. <laughs> no, barely well, doing it. Well, but Craig, yeah. we're just about out. Of, we're just about out of time, buddy. We're, you know, it's, wow. it's always that went quick. Yeah, I know. I know. It was just about an hour, and I appreciate you joining me today, taking time out from. I know that you're a busy guy with with uh, doing your actual day job. Oh my job. god. And and. Yeah. Just for the audience, what it, you are a professional vi- videographer. If somebody wanted to hire yeah, you, so how I'll, would they I'll do find, a quick find out about that? Yeah, I am a professional yeah, yeah. Vi- videographer. 
This year, I'm actually going to be running the steady cam for the Seattle Seahawks Ram game here in Seattle. So if you see me down on the field with the steady cam, is a giant camera that's hooked onto a like a, a balanced weighted type machine that you wear, and you're going to run out onto the field and get all these really cool shots. Uh, I do that with the Seahawks. Also do that with the women's professional basketball, the Storm up in Everett at the Everett Arena at the Angel of the Winds. And then uh, I'm going to be working on a actually a film called The Taco Man out of Tacoma, which is coming up here shortly. I didn't mention that to anybody. This is the first time I mentioned it. But I met a guy who the writer-director for the film that he's filming in Seattle using all the people from Seattle, all the actors and the crew called The Taco Man. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. And, uh, uh, yeah. And so I if do somebody wants to hire you, <laughs> if somebody wants to hire you, yes. as, where, where could they find out where to do that? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can go to the Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group, and my email's right there. Um, you can. Uh, it's my email is c a y a h n e at yahoo dot com, and you can contact me that way. Um, just get a hold of me and let me know, and I'll come out. I've done weddings. I can do filming. I can do commercials. I can do whatever you want. Um, I'm the cameraman. Awesome. Awesome. So, and that again, that's. Craig Yanni, go check out his Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group if you haven't already. You can like his page, and, and he has a YouTube channel. So um, go check out Craig's video. Oh, yeah, Craig's that's right. Video. My YouTube channel is my name. It's Craig Yanni on YouTube. And just click the bell button, subscribe, like, and share. Um, we're almost at 1,000 subscribers, and if you help me get there, we can go live and uh, we'll get a whole bunch of videos going and it'll be money that uh, can be used to fa uh, fund the Pacific Northwest Sasquatch Research Group, which is going to be a center pretty soon. And um, we're going to go big time. And I'm looking forward to working with Gunner, Shane, Derek, and everybody with Monster X Radio. We're going to go live with that TV show there and we'll, you'll be seeing a lot of us. All right, Craig. Thanks, buddy. We are out of time. Thank and you, Gunner. Again, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us today on Monster X Radio. Tune in next week for a brand new show.